Guilty movie pleasure fans, we are kicking off our Halloween marathon with a cult classic. And I have uh, several questions for you real quick. Do you like vampires? Do you like um, gratuitous nudity, practical effects, a zombie apocalyptic ending, and space? Well, you're in luck, because if you like any of those, they're all in this movie. We're covering Life Force. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Yes, here we are, Life Force. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. Halloween officially starts, Halloween season officially starts today, October 1st. I watch, we're just going to play that on loop. Are we done? And we're done, thank you, good night. I'm your host, Ben Begley, at the Ben Begley on Twitter and all that crap. And with me, as always, Jesse McIntosh. Where can they find you? At Too Much Jesse. There you go. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? I did it in the beginning, just to throw things off. Uh, today, we are starting our horror movie marathon. Every October, we do this, where I force us to watch a horror film every Tuesday. And Jesse, for the most part, enjoys himself until <laughs> until we throw in something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> Which yep. was which was a doozy. That was that was a dud. Ironically, we're covering another Toby Hooper film. Mm-hmm. Toby Hooper did Texas Chainsaw, Poltergeist, and then this film, Life Force. Uh, which I've we've had fans ask for this a few times, and I've had people talk about it before, and it's always been pitched to me as naked alien vampire zombie film, and I'm a fan of all of those things sound cool to me and so i've always been very intrigued by this movie and i always just expected it to be this this kind of goofy 80s schlock fest and i was surprised that there was some genuine cool stuff in here for me mixed in with a ton of goofy stuff Mm mm-hmm but I told you before this that I liked it so much I ended up buying the two disc steelbook of it on Blu-ray. Despite despite already, already owning it. I mean, this is only ninety nine cents, so and it, the transfer sucks. Um, but this movie was bonkers weird. Um, it could only exist in the eighties. It it has so much going on, and and I remember I specifically wrote in my notes when the third act hits. I just won't. I, I wrote. Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> we go from like we go from this like police investigation. Basically, they find this this uh, space woman. We'll go over all of it, and she starts sucking everybody's life force out. And there's only like three or four victims. And then suddenly, the third act is like a zombie apocalypse, basically. Yeah, from an alien vampire. Yeah, and <laughs> but I love it. I loved. I really enjoyed this movie. It's goofy as shit. But I really enjoyed it. I'm so curious to hear your thoughts, Jesse McIntosh. Are you? I am, because I don't think you're going to agree. <laughs> um, believe mm. it or not, yeah. Because, and the reason I was worried yes. is because I know that you have a have a have um, have qualms with when movies set up rules and then break them. Yeah, we... And I feel like this movie, even for me, pushed those boundaries at the end where it's like, I don't know what the rules are anymore at all. Anymore? There were, we're going to talk, I need someone, and I'm open to maybe just having missed something, but I, we can talk specifically through what the capabilities of these vampires it are. It seems limitless. How they receive power, what happens after they receive power. Feels like it's made up as it goes along. What happens to the people, 
how they then suck power. It's okay. Because so they, at first they they're exploding corpses if they don't feed every two hours, and then in the third act they're zombies, basically. Yes, and they're eating flesh, which makes no sense because they're. But again, I love it, even though it makes absolutely but, no sense. Okay, so okay, which we'll get into all this. I have, but what's I have your a in, lot of questions? Okay. We can let me kick off the questions. Just the very first thing, and if there's see, anybody in the live chat that can answer any of this, please, please. explain to me. Because, like I said, I watched intently, and I I got the movie, the gist of the movie, and I'm worried I just missed some of the rules of the vampires. Because there are some exposition dumps. Yeah, um, the the first person who the first guy who gets the life sucked out of him turns into a corpse, and then he sucks the life out of someone else. And we understand that they have two hours. To to get a new so life. arbitrary and strange, yeah. But once he gets, once the corpse gets the life, he's alive and animated. But prior to that, he's a corpse and not moving, and then has like a very finite window of time to get the second life before he then explodes into dust. Yeah, but he isn't animated for the full two hours. He's only animated for about fifteen seconds. But then after he gets the life, he's animated and has full reign over everyone to get whatever life he needs. So it seems like a unnecessary hurdle. <laughs> but but isn't it once once so it's kind of like the ring-ish before the ring where like if you were if if I'm the vampire yeah, let's I take play. I take your life yes. force. I'm a human. And I, Electricity. Now, now you're a corpse. Now I'm a corpse. I leave and go, yeah, gonna steal some more life force. Right. You lay there like uh, one of the Return of the Living Dead zombies. For two Like hours. a skeleton, for, like a shriveled up raisin of a person. For one hour, 59 minutes, and 45 Where it seconds. literally looks like they have been uh, burnt in, 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 in and shrunk. Correct. Where their skin is all bleh. And, um, and exactly that. Bleh. Yep. And then two hours... After two hours, I guess? Or there's some sort of incubation period. Just short of two hours, I wake back up and look for, desperately look for a life because I'm about to and explode. Then now I'm a new guy. They're going to check on this corpse and you. And I can either take your life uh-huh. or if in those, I guess, 15 seconds, I'm not able to take your life, I explode. But... If I do yeah. take your life, then I'm just a regular human again, but and I you, still need another life. Two hours from then, yeah. yeah but, so it's a two-hour cycle. But now I'm allowed to walk around and encounter any human that I want and just yeah. take their life force. And but th- initially, I'm not. I'm just a corpse. I think, for me, it sounds like that this this vampiress who's just called Space Lady or Space Girl, they never, they never give her a name. Uh, yeah, we don't want to humanize her. She <laughs> keep her a thing. I mean, keep her naked the entire movie. Um, and it seems like what they do is they 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 spread this disease basically, and that they that there's no. It's not like normal vampires where like the goal is to make more vampires. The goal is to steal as many life forces as possible, and then. I'm trying to figure this out. And then collect them <laughs> via the dude that's standing out there yeah. that then transfers them to her, that then transfers them to the Umbrella mu- uh, ship. But they don't do that right away. Why not? Because they have to... I think because she has to infect enough people, and that's why she only takes a little bit so that she's not leaving a trail. But in the spaceship, she took a little bit, and they all died. I don't know. And But she was able to do it via ESP yeah. on the ship yeah. but then down on, on Earth, Earth they gotta do the full on they need the electricity <laughs> they just 
So you see why I'm confused. So does, if anybody in the chat has an answer for that. We got William Lowry. Oh, William chat. Lowry. Please explain it to He's us, first William. first says, hey, I'm here to back up Jesse. Nice. <laughs> okay. he, he believes that it's a matter of who's in the vicinity. If you're close to one of the shriveled, they'll jump for you. They do call him the walking shriveled. You're right. The walking shriveled. Is what Toby Cooper was calling them. Toby Hooper. Did I say Cooper? Cooper. Yeah. Hanging with Mr. Hanging Cooper. With, hanging with Tony Cooper. <laughs> no, we just changed it completely. Uh, okay, so nobody knows exactly the rules then. Yeah, he wants us to get him, uh, the director on the phone. And oh, sadly, he's not with us anymore. Yeah, he just said, uh, oh, wait, he's dead. Yeah. All right, well. Wait, all right. bring it down, someone, William. Someone took his life force. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, but that so, was me reacting to the axe right. throw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you've been hit. It's uh, there. So there are different rules on the ship, and then when we get down to Earth, there are different rules for different scenarios on Earth. The ESP thing yeah. was taking a little bit, little bit, little, a little by little, because they do say that the three of them had been living off of each other in the ship, in the encased in that. Right, and and so I think it's taking little by little until all of them are, and because there's three of them. On the ship, that's why they were able to drain everybody. You know what? I got an idea. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the plot in under three minutes, then we'll get into the minutia. It's going to be really hard to do, but... Uh, <laughs> so... But initial thoughts. So anyway, I was I was pretty hung up on, like, what, what are the capabilities of these vampires and... Because they sometimes have, like, X-Men-like powers where they can shatter This glass, is what I'm saying. Telekinetic powers, yeah. life-sucking powers. They, they have a very convenient amount of power depending on what situation they're in. Yeah. And it's very confusing. And then it was very confusing that the guy that they chose was able to like be in touch with her wherever she was. Seems like a weakness you wouldn't want to expose. Yeah. But then she's like, Hey, I chose you cause we going to get down. Right. And I and forget why. I, right. Right. So cause she was, so she had was, to mate with him for some reason. There right? was a lot. There was a lot. I can't even remember that. I just watched a, it yesterday. Right. I watched it this afternoon, and I don't, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. There was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff they tried to layer on, and a lot of different uh, like genre. A lot of just yeah. just too many different things. I, the part that I did really like about it was what you said: the police investigation. It's cool. Like this was cool. It was like. Uh, this was a, a mix of genres that I appreciated, where it was like just sort of a, a, a sci-fi horror police investigation. Police investigation. So it which really cool. lost you in Act Three. It lost me kind of throughout. It, it lost me sporadically throughout. Whenever we, whenever we had a new development in the like powers in the powers i was like damn like why do why do we need this we didn't need it because mm -hmm. we already had a compelling enough story of just like this woman who is a danger to humankind wandering and clearly like indestructible because mm -hmm. um, they shot the two guys up and they didn't kill him yeah um and then it's weird that they are able to transfer bodies but then she appears as her the, right. the image that she saw... Uh, yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. We don't need any of that. It was... Although like, it was cool that when she uh, possessed Patrick Stewart, I liked all that. I liked that whole sequence. It was it was cool. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere, really. It, it didn't go anywhere, and it never happened again. So, mm. I, I guess I well, didn't Well, because really... she had possessed the one woman then moved on to Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh. 
And I mean, it did have that amazing sequence where the blood, the where the blood's oozing out of the two of them and forms her, and she becomes like a blood version of herself. So, I still, and then she explodes and apparently falls to London and takes it, falls out of the, the helicopter, the, and then the helicopter pilot goes back to being like, "All right, so where do you want me to land this?" And the best, wait, I know we're jumping way ahead, yeah. But the best moment there is when they're like, "Something's coming in on the news." Like no government official would radio them to be like, "Hey, the apocalypse is happening in London." It's like they had to hear it from BBC. Right. I mean, I know it's breaking news, but nobody. Yeah, you think like they would have gotten a heads up, <laughs> like. Pre-news. I mean, that's how screwed they are. The whole government was... Or that's how good their news is. I mean, is. yeah, BBC... Hey, I, BBC's great, like, you know? Shouts to the journalism in 1985 London for getting a scoop on the government like that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, London made the best yeah. news! <laughs> <laughs> if I were to rank the newses, London 85 so, is my favorite Safe vintage. to say you enjoyed parts of it. I enjoyed parts of it, for sure. There were... It was... It was compelling, and it was like a, like nicely paced. Yeah. I was surprised in a lot of Which places. Version, how long was yours? Because I ended up accidentally watching the director's cut. Uh, it was just short of two hours. Okay, so it was mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. apparently there's another cut uh, that's like 15 minutes shorter, and it doesn't have as much in space. And I loved all the space stuff in the beginning. I thought the space stuff was the slowest part. Oh, see, I, I'm... I'm the guy that loved Ad Astra uh-huh. with Brad Pitt, and everybody crapped on my Facebook post about really? it. And I was like, that movie was fascinating. I haven't to me. seen it, but I heard it was good. I liked your Facebook post. Thank you, nice. Ryan. Anyways, let's do the plot in under three minutes, then we'll nitpick uh, yeah. some stuff and have some fun. Yes. You ready in the booth there, Ryan? Yeah, we're going to start in five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three. You're Commit so, to it, Ryan. So Commit. Excited. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, right. So we got... I just want to do like Ryan. Okay, so we got this this crew of astronauts from all over the world that are basically uh, 2001 Space Odyssey type astronauts in, in the full awesome vintage garb. And and they're, invas- they're, they're monitoring Halley's Comet. And they're like, we have to get closer. It's only going gonna to be the next 76 years until we can do this again. And they, they notice something in the tip of the comet. They go, and there's a spaceship, apparently. An alien craft of some sort. I don't know how they're able to just ride the comet and get in. I don't know any of this stuff, but they, they had jetpacks. They, they, like they flew they, in. Yeah, they George Clooney jetpack from gravity into it, and they go into the spacecraft, and they're all pretty unenthused about these fossilized giant bat creatures they come across. And then these three naked humans, one girl, one woman, one uh, two males, uh, in these like glass force field type things. Uh-huh. They're not glass; they're force fields. They specifically say that later. They bring them on the ship, and then the ship goes dark and. It comes. To, it comes to Earth, and they investigate it, and everybody's dead. There's a big it. fire. There's a big Everyone fire, burned. and they bring the woman and the two men into their research facility, and that's where things start to get crazy. And then the the woman uh, takes the life force of the researcher guy, and she uh, has a spell over everyone there, and tries to escape, and she eventually does. Yeah. Uh, and then they the two other guys wake up, and they shoot him up, and try and blow him up. And they blow him up, and when I you think, think they're dead, and I they're guess not, they're fine because they transfer bodies. Yep. And then uh, the the investigator comes in. And he goes to the guy who got his life force taken out, and then Kane. he sees his that guy. Kane. Yeah, that guy takes someone else's life force away, and they uh, lock that guy up, and then he explodes. Yes, <laughs> which is awesome. Whenever the corpse is exploded in dust, it's hilarious. And then the me. the escape pod lands in Texas, and they and, make that guy fly to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colonel Carlson. Yeah, and he, a lot uh, of colonels. Yes. 
Uh, and then he has, is sensing where the woman is, and the woman's out in the field, and she's taking over this other woman's body who, like, uh, gets Ellen. in a car with a dude, and they go to a psychiatric institution, and so they go there. Yep. And there is when they start interrogating, uh, they start asking Patrick Stewart what where this person was, and he goes, uh, it's in this madman. I, that's where we think it, blah, blah, blah. And it ends up, you find out that um, she actually transferred her consciousness or whatever it is into Patrick Stewart, and so they drug him, they get him on the helicopter, and he's he starts shaking, and blood starts oozing out of him and the other person that she had transferred her consciousness into or something uh, and it forms a blood carry version of her she says something again to carlson because he's like jonesing for this chick and she blows up goes to london they realize london is burning literally there's a vampire zombie apocalypse happening people are eating each other now which has not happened the entire movie uh carlson realizes he knows how to get to her so he steals the vehicle and goes and it's all quarantined and Kane goes in after Carlson. Carlson finds the cathedral, which you would think there's everybody would just go to the giant light beam in the sky. <laughs> but anyways, they're collecting souls. They're taking it up there, the life force. Uh, they end up killing the male. Ah! And they end up, uh, he's doing it with her. And then Kane throws the sword down. He stabs her. They both die. And then the ship just flies off. Time's up. Yeah. The ship just flies off in the end. Yeah. After all, I thought the ship was going to like blow Explode. up. And it just like. Burp, burp, burp. No. The ship was like, oh, all right. Well, well, guess we'll come back. We'll find somewhere else. Do they have to wait? There's so many questions I have. Yeah. Does this alien ship travel with the Halley's Comet? I do not know. Does it have to wait another 76 years to come back? I do not know. How in the beginning does the do the astronauts just ride a comet? Is is the ship flying next to it inside the comet, attached to the comet? Comets fly, uh, go fast. Yeah, they're going fast. Super fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see them land on said comet. Nope. We just see them kind of go into like a yellow orb where we're, I guess we're supposed to believe that they've somehow figured out how to land within the comet. Look, I'm so confused. Look, I am not an astronaut, so I can't tell you specifically <laughs> what we're doing here. I do know that the image of the spaceship on the screen looked a whole lot like a dick. <laughs> Like a ton, like it. There's a, yeah, there's a big. I almost took a picture phallic. and sent it in my sound clip email so yeah. that we could have. But then I was like, ah, I don't want to put a dick on screen. You didn't want to send a dick pic to Ryan. Yeah, um, a dick ship pic. <laughs> ship a dick? ship pic. Um, but so they jetpack over. They see first of all, they see all these dead bats, and then they see the humans, and they. They took one bat, and then we never hear from the bat again. Like, what's up with those bats? You see the you see one of them turn into a bat. So okay, so then that was my other question: Was this sword that kills everyone? I'm gonna jump all the way to the end now. Yeah, the sword that kills everyone. It kills the first guy, and he's just laying there with the sword until they pull it out. And, and then, then what happens to him? And then he becomes a shriveled corpse right. and explodes, right? Right. He becomes a shriveled corpse. And then the other... Yeah. The other guy turns into, like, some mythical creature. He turns into a vampire bat, basically. A vampire, vampire bat. vampire bat. And then explodes. And then explodes. And then she just kind of disappears. She, she like, all the maybe, light Maybe there are several versions of power. I did take this from IMDb, which I thought was interesting. Uh... I'm going to read this real quick. Please. The storyline has many parallels to the original Dracula story. The vampire comes to Earth in a ship whose crew it has wiped out just as Dracula comes to Britain in a sailing ship upon whose crew he is fed. It takes refuge in a religious temple, creates a special link with a victim with whom it has shared its essence, who is later hypnotized to provide clues to its location. The team hunting it include a foreign-sounding doctor obsessed with death <laughs> and an American who track it to a, med- a mental asylum 
while it spreads its plague through London. The vampire is eventually killed by the American... Uh, where did it go? Oh, shit. Uh, using a knife who also dies in the process. So there's okay, several... so this is Dracula. It's Dracula with space. With space. Yeah. And with zombies. That's the thing that threw me off the most, is that I was like... I loved the third act, and I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I didn't care that it was, like, all over the place. But it did... Because it was fun, but I was kind of like, wait, why are they zombies now? Like, right. why are they eating flesh? I thought they stole life forces. Right. It was cooler to see zombies than just seeing a bunch of people going, and flashlights sharing back and forth. Sure. You know? Um, but <laughs> I, if anybody in the chat can tell me how this movie logically makes sense, I'd love to know. But I don't care that it does because I had so much fun. What's the first sound clip? Is this from In Space? Yep. Can we play this one? Let's hear it. It's it's just sitting there. <laughs> That's when the, the umbrella just opens up. Yeah. And then um, with inside, there's like a butthole to the ship, that, uh, like a flashlight butthole that opens up. Mm -hmm. And they just, these astronauts have no fear. They've They're just, bold. Yeah. They've just gone by. That was startling. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. They've just gone by. Um, a bunch of fossilized bats, yep. like just frozen and animated, uh, like uh, um, frozen bats in space, just floating there. So, my, so I believe that the the human, the vampires, mm -hmm. the dead vampires, are the dead bats. Like this was an entire ship of dead yeah. vampires. Got I think I, I think the bats are their natural form, okay. and I think that they have, like she says later, she became right. the perfect. She took the form. So I want to know. Which of the astronauts those dudes modeled themselves off of? That's a great question. There's right? some closeted astronaut. Right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was like... A, or two. Know, were, mo most of them were closeted, Maybe. I guess. Maybe they yeah. were hinting at that, and they were trying to be, you know, progressive at the time. Yeah. But they just didn't hit the gas on it. Because feasibly, somebody thought of that as their perfect idea for... Or was it, uh, like, gleaming what somebody wishes they looked like? And that's... I don't know. But they never address how the men become the the specimen of the male uh yeah, they, form they do not address the men at all no they're just there they're, and then they and they focus heavily on she is naked for so much of this movie and i read that they they auditioned like three thousand women for this role i'm like i mean she does she's a german actress uh -huh. who had to learn english phonetically for her few lines uh-huh and I'm just like, what? what? I don't, I don't get it. We like, don't even see her saying most of her lines. No. Like most of her lines are are like mixed in yeah. with Patrick Stewart's lines. It's so it just it's it stopped. It just stopped. I love how just nonchalant. So when this movie starts, I assume that we're in some sort of distant future. We are in a futuristic world because they're doing space travel that we couldn't have done in '85 sure. to that degree. Yeah. Um, but the way they react to the bat creatures and finding these people entombed in these clear coffins, uh, hanging upside down. Yeah. Vampires. Yep. Uh, I like how I felt really clever hey. about that. Hey, guys, I caught hey. the most obvious reference. Um, they just act so nonchalantly that I'm like, oh, this must be a world where we encounter this kind of crazy stuff all the time in space. Right? I guess so. I wonder. But then, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I might have missed it because it clearly isn't important. But I wonder what the mission of this group is they just basically say something about studying Haley's comet they're just studying it there was some reason why <laughs> there's a lot of exposition in the beginning yeah and i remember being like yeah i gotta remember that well mm -hmm. regardless regardless of what they never revisited they were doing they were not out there looking for 
alien spacecraft. Especially naked alien vampires. Especially naked alien vampires. And they brought them back. They brought them back. And they also, like, investigated. I would, if I were up there studying Halley's Comet and I saw another ship, I'd be like, well, someone else is studying Halley's Comet. Let's well, wave as we go by. I mean, but if that ship is flying along with Halley's Comet inside the comet, first off, I'd be like, well, that's impossible. Right. <laughs> Too bad we can't land on the comet. Yeah. Hey! So I guess we just have to hope that comet doesn't come near Earth. <laughs> So uh, this is when, I think clip two is when they, they, find, they her, find her, right? And yeah. this is their description of, of the vampire lady. Definitely humanoid. I'd say she's perfect. I do love, at first I thought the nudity was just kind of like exploitative, but I honestly feel like there's a, a not so subtle commentary about like the, the power of, of sexuality over men and like how like they are just like, they're they they have no logic in this movie as soon as she comes around you yeah. know and whether or not it's because she's naked and attractive or because she's actually swaying them with some sort of telekinetic power literally every man becomes an idiot around her and i think that's kind of funny in a way like like sure. men are just dumbasses when it comes to hot women like yeah. how many people have like hurt themselves checking like craning their neck or like you know what i mean like been like oh I'm not saying me personally but i'm saying like in general, but you would like a head count. It's I would like a yeah. head count. I <laughs> would like the CD, I would like the CDC to do a poll. <laughs> Is that what the CDC does? The <laughs> epidemic of male injuries from yeah. being dumbasses and checking out hot women. But like, what I'm saying though is, I think it's I think it's there is some kind of maybe commentary there. Yeah, right. It's got to be because I. It has to be. Yeah, they're also like. Do you feel that? Yes. Okay. Not to like belabor this at all, but they do not address the naked men. No. They barely talk about the bats. No. Um, so there's other stuff going on here, and they're all just transfixed, and they're all just like, check out that woman. And, but it's like on a on a like they say they keep harping at, she's perfect. Yeah, she's everything. And I think it's it's this. Definitely humanoid. I'd say she's perfect. I'd say she's perfect. Yeah. So I think there is some sort of commentary about uh, men losing all logical thought yeah. in the presence of. Uh, oh, the perfect human. She's perfect. She's perfect. She's perfect. So <laughs> I did write, they go through the butthole of light <laughs> into a room. Uh, <laughs> so the, the the spaceship arrives. They take him in. Um, there's this incredible sequence um, where they, they bring in the corpse. And I love all the practical effects in this. Even uh-huh. when they look a little hokier than some of the CGI nowadays, I still think... Hokier practical effects will always, to me, look better than bad CGI, if sure. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. at least there's a tangibility to him. When when that guy sits up, the shriveled, and he's like, <gasps> and he's blinking, and then he sucks the life force out of the other dude, and that shot where the other dude's shriveling, and his face is bubbling back up to forming into a... Re- it's fascinating to me, because in my mind, I'm like, how the hell did they do that? Like... yeah. I want to know. Nowadays, when you watch behind-the-scenes featurettes, it's like, well, we on our computer did this. And don't get me wrong, there are some amazing wizards of CGI. Of course, I'm not trying to discount that. But when you have to do it in camera, it's fascinating to me. Because I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? Yeah. What I know it's like animatronics and all kinds of stuff, but like building it with your hands, there's just something about it, especially in horror films, that I think we miss sometimes when there's an overuse of CGI. I love that sequence. It also like forces you to be a problem solver. 
mm-hmm. which is like generally yeah. where the instead creativity of the, the old comes. fix it in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's do it here. Let's figure out how to make this work. Is always going to be more interesting to me yeah. than just like throwing something on screen and saying ah the the programmers will figure it out. That's why the original Star Wars trilogy still holds up better than the prequels because the prequels now look dated with their special effects and Star Wars because it's practical you're like oh I still buy this yeah you know yeah. um so then <laughs> there's um the dude vampires wake up uh and they there's and the, the the room explodes Oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, the room does explode. Yeah. And then they come out and there, then they start shooting them up. There's, like, a couple of different levels of windows, and they're, like, yeah. exploding all the windows. <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> when there's the... Emer- I forgot. That was a part that cracked me up when he's sucking the life force out of the dude, and they get word of it. They have to run through, like, 15 doors. Yeah. And it was amazing to me how it's like, ah, we gotta get over there. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. God, we really should have... Just cut out a few of these doors in the process. <laughs> the layout could have been better. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Yeah. And they, they do it a few times where it's like, ah, ah, ah. Um, but yeah, back to the guys. So they, they wake up. There's an explosion of glass. They're like shattering it with their telekinetic powers. Mm-hmm. And these soldiers just unload on them and they show shots of them being blasted and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And you think their grenades kill them, but I, I, I guess, I guess it doesn't. Because they come back later. I also would love to know a couple of things. Why they don't use those telekinetic powers ever again and also uh, also yeah. like this is so funny to me this is to your point the woman is like we've seen her suck the life out of someone yeah and people are just like hey security downstairs make sure <laughs> make sure that she doesn't leave yeah hey and then the two dudes wake up and they just unload as many <laughs> As many yeah. rounds of ammo as they Again, have into these guys. I do think that she is using powers of suggestion. Suggestion. I feel like that is hinted at, and and I think they even say oh, it. Oh, they say it kind of explicitly. Yeah. But they're like, she is... Which, it, which goes back to the old Dracula thing where um, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, I remember there was like a scene where he... He just walked in a room and like everybody, every female in the room turned to him. Like they, there's like that... There is that kind of mythos behind Dracula with like the sexual appeal and like the being able to uh, kind of hypnotize people on a on a sure, but they caveman style but like level. But they're like actively trying to stop her. Still, yeah. they're not just like, "What can we do for you, my master?" They're like, "A dangerous lady coming down to the lobby. Yeah. Anyone okay. down there, please stop Ooh, her." Humming, 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 yeah, humming. and. Oh. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, there she is. And then she she does a full Jean Grey, uh-huh. like the Phoenix, and just shatters the glass and walks off. Yeah. Um, so after we've witnessed the, li- the this being drained out, the doctor, he knows a lot about <laughs> he this. Lot. He knows so much about these vampires. <laughs> he later knows how to kill them yeah. with a, a sword, which we'll get to. But let's play clip number three. You mean life after death? Yes. Is there? What? Life after death. Do you really want to know? No. <laughs> Wait. But to answer your question, yes, I think there is. What a weird exchange. <laughs> what a fully unnecessary and weird exchange. <laughs> Do you really exchange. want to know? No. Well, to answer your question. But even before that, is there life after death? What? Life after death? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to know? No. <laughs> Well, to answer your question, like what? <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's so good. So um, they, 
he basically expounds on the fact that he believes i don't know how uh he just has has been maybe researching they they sort of that he's had these theories for years i guess yeah and now it's like finally i can use these theories because right. he explains from what i remember that uh he believes everybody has a, a life force an energy source that can it's basically the soul mm-hmm. and she is a vampire of life forces so yes. instead of your blood she sucks out the energy of your your soul your person and leaves you a shriveled up corpse and um and that's it yeah, that's I guess much it. I guess the soul contains like water, like your hydration. I guess she, like, yeah. people prune the hell up when they lose their life force. <laughs> yeah, they're not just like maybe there's a cadaver. Know, it, <laughs> I have no idea why, but I love it. Yeah. It's much more interesting to see them prune up like that than yeah, to just be like yeah. and just drop. Right um, now, th- this next sound clip, clip four, is great because. As if a naked soul-sucking vampire wasn't bad enough, now they're super nervous because now she has clothes. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's like, damn it, now we'll never find oh, her. She's out of our grasp. How do we however can we describe her? None of us were looking at her face. She found a billowy Let's shirt. Let's be honest. Right? That's why they're like, uh, did anybody see her face? They're like, uh, <laughs> ooh. Anyways, um, now she has clothes. <laughs> I know what the guys look like. Know, Does I, that help? Does that help? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, because they won't come back in the story till the third act. Yeah. Um, so then they find a corpse in the park, uh, shriveled up. And a lot of these corpses remind me of the, the corpses in Walk, uh, Return of the Living Dead. And so I kind of loved every time they show up because it reminded me of the pain. Did we watch that together? Or was it? Were you on this show in it? I don't remember. The pain! That's why we eat brains! It's so it good. Familiar. It's so good. But I, I also did want to say, I mentioned it in yep. the, the plot in under three minutes, but the dude comes down in the emergency pod and in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And the the police in England are like, that guy's Get been him through over. a lot. Get him over here. Like, no one's like, And it seems like it takes no time. Yeah, it's instant. <laughs> they're they're yeah. like, he floated down. Well, because they know she's loose in London, not Texas. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like, give him a call then. But then, every time they start to question him, and then he's like, I'm tired. They're like, let's give him a break. Or when they try and question anybody in this, there was another person. Oh, no, the first victim. The first victim yeah. who gets drained a little yeah. bit. He's like, I'm tired. And they're like, okay, we'll let you rest. And it's just... It felt like they were just doing that to, like, draw things out a little bit. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me. Yes. Um, but then they... Uh, the other thing is they're, like, a needle-shaped... They say this very just kind of off the cuff. Like, mm. there's something that's entered our atmosphere. A needle-shaped object about 150 miles in, in length. Yeah. And yet still almost every focus is on finding the naked vampire. Now clothed. Right. Ex, the ex-naked <laughs> vampire woman. Right. Uh-huh. You would think all efforts would be redirected to be like, what the... Yeah, there's a UFO that's um, parked itself in our atmosphere. This seems much more dangerous on a global scale. Yeah. And then when they're like, oh, yeah, it's above London. <laughs> it's like, that's just kind of mentioned as like an afterthought. Like, hey, this crazy stuff's going on. By the way, hey, that ship's above London. I wonder if it's connected. Anyone else see that? <laughs> hey. Huh? Is anyone concerned about what's above us eh, right now? Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, if they need anything, they'll ask us. So there, uh, there's... There's a scene where there's this this like sex scene he has he has a sex dream yep. with her and he wakes up terrified from it. Yep. And they are I mean it seemed um like he was in 
he was enjoying it, I guess, but there were like screams and it was in a really red room and it, it seemed like a horrifying place to have sex. So he wakes up like, I'm so drained. I don't know what's happening. I need to rest. And they're like, all right, we'll hypnotize you. That's when it is. They're like, we'll let you rest from your rest. Yes. And then we'll hypnotize you. Yes. So then we start figuring out he has some kind of psychic link, link to her in a way, this, this, this deep link where, and which later on we find out because she is the manifestation of everything he's wanted. and, And by taking some of his essence to learn about humanity and their DNA and their makeup. She gave her some of hers to him and now she wants it back. Yeah. That, that, makes sense? that is what happened. That, that, that is what they say. <laughs> that is how they describe yep. what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's broken up about this cause, uh, cause he's, he's hung up on her. You yeah. know, it's, it's an ex that he wants back. Even though she brings him pain, it's a very destructive relationship. It's yeah, and love cl- yourself a little more. Clip maybe. number five really shows how much pain he's in. Leaving her was the hardest thing I ever did. <laughs> Man, I like. I would like to think <laughs> that I, as a person, if I encountered the manifestation of all of my physical desires, mm-hmm. if I then found out that that person was simply that. A manifestation, and on and top of that, a soul sucking, a soul sucking vampire, bat alien. vampire alien. I would be, I would just be like, you know what? I made a mistake. That but this is you not. You don't for me. have the. You don't have part of this vampire bat physical manifestation of your dreams energy inside of you. I so don't. You don't know what that would make. You I do. don't. But I would try and work out something where like. Maybe you come get your stuff back from my apartment. <laughs> like, Meet me in Texas. The ship's yeah. still there. I'll, I'll be asleep. Come get your energy. And <laughs> we don't have to see each other anymore. Yeah. Like, go do your own thing. Like, live your own life. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the mental asylum. Because uh-huh. that's where he has these visions when he's hypnotized. Of She's now in another body as Ellen. And then uh, he goes... Is the natural voyeur thing from when he confronts Ellen? When he confronts Ellen, yes. And so he's like being he, being pretty aggressive. Pretty aggressive Ellen. with yeah. Ellen, which at that point he's justified because he thinks this space alien vampire uh, succubus is inside of Ellen. Yeah. So he's roughhousing a little, and um, Colonel Kane is in the room and says the creepiest possible thing mm-hmm. while watching him rough up Ellen. Clip six. Not at all. I am a natural voyeur. Now, mind you, this is like the protagonist investigator. Yeah. (laughs) And he just sits down like, well, don't mind if I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird. It's so weird. Just like describing yourself as a natural voyeur. Makes me go, maybe, maybe we. times have you been a voyeur? Maybe you, you deserve, I mean, he is an investigator, so there's something voyeuristic about that. I guess. He'll be excited in the 90s when chat rooms come into play. Yeah, I I suspect that he'll be. Yep. Uh, I mean, he survives. A big so proponent. Good yeah. for Kane. Super creep. Um, so then Patrick Stewart comes in. And they realize that the the presence has left Ellen, mm-hmm. and Patrick Stewart comes in and tries to say that it, they, he tries to be a red herring and lean it towards this other patient. But then they realize it's him, and they drug him. They realize it's him because he touches the oh, guy yeah. who has the psychic connection, even though. The spirit knows that touching him triggers yeah. his psychic connection. Patrick Stewart still does it, which is confusing. You know why? Because she just she needs him too. I guess so. You know, it's like I said, they're both very destructive. Energy swap. They're, they're both bad for very, each other. They're bad for each other, and yeah. they can't help it. Yeah. Um, 
they changed bodies, blah, blah, blah. Let's see what else I had notes. And, oh, my God, there's a lot I covered here that we're not going to get to. Um, <laughs> so then there's... Uh, they get in the helicopter. I forget. Patrick Stewart starts convulsing, and they there's all this poltergeist activity that starts happening around, and stuff gets crazy. And the orderly comes in and just stands there useless. That's the best part. When the dude comes in and he's yeah. just like, huh, what should I do? Yeah. He just stands there. And I think they drug him enough that everything finally calms they down. They give him right? the double drug. The double drug. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then... But I think this is where our vampire confesses to what's going on. I think. Is it? Okay. I'm, let's hear, let's let's hear, hear it. number seven. And let's see if we can line this up. We, we entered, entered your minds and found their new bodies. I took, I took my shape from your mind. I took your language. I became the woman I found there in your deepest thoughts. Oh, that, that lower bassy voice is yeah. so creepy. I became the woman you wanted. Yeah, it's see, very Sam Raimi, Evil Dead-ish. Yeah, that's that's the point where I would be like, all right, well, best of luck. Thoughts. I'd be like, you know what? This, this has been fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. having these... Crazy romps with you and nightmarish dreams. I'll remember this for the rest of my I life. Mean, I mean, I, I can't shake it. Mm-hmm. I will be scarred for the rest of my life, but I think we should break up. I think, I think we should break up, I and think I think you be should be happier. I think you should be stabbed with an ancient blade, which we find out because then while they're on the way in the helicopter, I can't remember exactly when this happens, mm-hmm. but the doctor calls up, and this dude's an expert, by the way. Where he gets the weapon he describes, no one knows. No one knows. And how there's multiple of them ready to then go fight. I think there's only one. There's I think only one. Just passing it around. Maybe he just like. Yeah. is an antique shopper on the weekends. And so he calls them up and tells them specifically how to kill them, and it's fantastic. Clip number eight. How did you kill him, Falada? How? The old way, Carlson. <laughs> a leaded metal shaft penetrating not through the heart, but through the energy center two inches below the heart. Not steel, but leaded iron. <laughs> The old way. The old way. Ah, yes. Oh, the old way of killing people. Excuse me, I don't remember exactly the old way. Could you break it down for me? Why, I'm so glad... The old way, Carlson. Why, I'm so glad you asked. Not steel, but iron. Right. Oh, it's so... Not in the heart. Although, the old way, I bet you could have killed them in the heart. Yeah, right? Uh, Stabbed them in the heart to kill them. It's like they just wanted to be like, we promise this isn't a ripoff of Dracula. Right. Not the heart. The abdomen. Just below the heart. <laughs> it's so good. Take out your ruler. Two so, inches. They Wait. Yeah, they they yeah. don't use inches in London, do they? They use... No, no, no. They're on the metric, the metric system. system? Yeah. What up? Way to go, Tobes. I found, uh, I found a hole. In you found a plot hole in this. <laughs> so there's... They go and the, the they're stuck in this... Uh, they, they go to this compound where these soldiers have quarantined things. And there's... there's uh, there's blood starts pour oh blood starts pouring out of them and she appears that's when yeah. she says that mm-hmm. um there's something happens i can't remember why but oh yeah yeah so then they go to london they land and they go and and the prime minister seems super chill about it and he even offers him tea and that's so awesomely british like in the apocalypse is happening and he's like would you like some? the yeah. secretary offers him tea yeah and the prime minister's freaking out but then you realize that people are infected in there and i love that instead of warning anyone Kane and Carlson just go, peace, we're out, right. and just leave everybody to basically get murdered by this plague. Yeah. They get on the helicopter, two zombies catch on, the one in an awesome practical effect is holding on with his two hands and rips off the flesh of his other hand and falls because of that. Yeah. 
And then the other one is shot with a flare gun and falls off, which yeah. is awesome. It's also great that the prime minister insists on sucking the life force out of his secretary and doesn't take either of yeah. the two <laughs> guys who are there to stop it, I it's, guess. That's why he was so calm about it until yeah. he's sweating. He's just sweating profusely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I said they forgot about the ship. They, they finally remember it. Um, the two carriers... They and I couldn't understand this. There's two carriers, male and female. Mm-hmm. All souls have to go through him first, and then to her, who's the collector, or through her, and then up to the collector in space. Yeah, it's unclear. Don't know. But they go into the city. There's all this amazing stuff where they like drive past zombies, and it's just chaos. And then I love that <laughs> Carlson hears her voice again. And just stops in the middle of an apocalypse. And then suddenly he's overrun with all these zombies. And he's like, ah! oh, yeah, sorry. Right. Oh, man, I was just daydreaming there. And <laughs> There's ever a point not to daydream, even if you have a hypnotic spell over you. Sure, sure. That's one Zombie of the apocalypse. I'll I, make sure I get all this. So I will keep... also say that uh, it's it was extremely convenient that the zombie bodies were piled up with walkways up the stairs like they weren't just spread out over the whole stairs there were two distinct walkways this third act gets bananas i Mm -hmm. forgot that in that moment he one of the arms of the zombies rips off and it's still moving yeah and then he just throws it in the back of his his truck Uh or car it's like if that's still moving couldn't it like totally cousin it is it cousin it yes is that the thing no no uh, that's the thing the thing the thing thing. just Uh i would have loved it if it came back and he's like "Ah, i should have thrown it out the window and started strangling him (laughs) there's so many crazy things that happen uh the doc gets shot in the stomach and his soul gets sucked away i don't know why don't know why um apparently now there's such a maybe the ship is just collecting anybody that dies at this point i guess i don't get it but then but but everyone is is dead like there's it's confusing because there are still people walking around being zombies and then there are a bunch of zombies that are dead yeah and so i don't really understand like i think they're zombies until they kill other people and then they they don't tell you. Yeah, you don't know. There's no way to know. But Kane has this awesome Highlander type moment where he pulls the sword out of the corpse, the uh-huh. male, the, the other male that was killed, and he just turns into dust, right? Or yeah. does he explode? I can't remember. I think he turns into dust. Sure. Yeah. He turns into a corpse. Um, all his employee buddies show up as zombies, and there's... There's the security guard, I specifically noticed, the security guard zombie pops up last and like looks over like... Uh, uh, and it was almost like the actor or the security guard character was like, guys, are we going to eat him or not? Yeah. It's like this weird checking in <laughs> with the other zombies. Um, Carlson goes in the tombs. Kane finds where Carlson is. Carlson's down there getting freaky and in the most hilariously 80s kiss. Because like nowadays, p- actors like go for it and like fully make out. And back then, it was that weird like mm, mm, where they're like open mouth but just kind of moving their heads, open mouth, moving heads, and eyes wide open, staring <laughs> at one so another. Weird. It was so it was weird, so uncomfortable. Yeah, I would rather see people actually make out than. Mm, it was so strange and unsettling and it goes on forever it was kind of like they green screened someone kissing a mirror (laughs) and it was just like all right both you guys we'll like we'll put it together so the male vampire is just standing there collecting souls and this is what he says i think clip number nine it'll be much less terrifying if you just come to me Okay. Yeah, sure. And then he just t- chucks a blade in. The guy turns into a practical vampire bat giant monster and then explodes. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. My wife came and sat down next to me in this moment. And she was like, what just happened? I was like, oh, the sword does different things to different people. <laughs> I don't just, know. It's arbitrary. Yeah, I don't know. Don't worry And then about he it. goes in there and he, he's, I said, man, Kane is the ultimate cock block in the end here because he's just trying to get it on with this alien vamp girl sure that he's hung up on. And he chucks him the sword down into this portal where they're <laughs> the longest awkward makeout <laughs> session. 
and then he goes and stabs them both through. Yeah. She disappears, and they go up into it. And that's when I thought it was going to blow up the ship. And instead, it just flies off, and then the movie ends. Yeah. That's it. No cleanup, no nothing. Nothing. I wonder what would have happened if no one had thrown the sword down to him. Because he was like... It, like mid coitus was he though i don't, I don't know. know i like they're both naked but not out. doing anything i don't know i don't know if she has genitalia even <laughs> like i have no I idea. Have no idea yeah oh my god this movie was hilarious and a slice of 80s ridiculous mashup that i loved i had a blast at this movie uh i hope it didn't seem like we were crapping on it because i love every inconsistency and absurd thing in this movie yeah man so uh tell us that's all the time we have for life force today tell us what you thought if you have seen this movie it, did you do you think it's an 80s gem do you think it's a piece of garbage what are your thoughts and keep your horror suggestions coming we're going to be doing chopping mall either next week or in the coming weeks and until next time, when can they find? Where can they find you? you can when find me, tell you can us, find me anytime. Drop a pin on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at the Prom Losers. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Guilty Movie Guys, where we talk all things guilty. So also make sure to leave a review on our iTunes, YouTube, all that good stuff. It helps our viewership, and we appreciate our fans. We like conversations with you. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs>